At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. It's 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Procton. With me now is Ali T. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for coming in. Of course. Um, we always like starting with a song. So mm -hmm. what have you got for us? All right. Actually, fittingly, this song is called Smoking Gun. <laughs> and it's off my new album, which is out now. Another day we all wake up, another day just like the last, another day so innocent and seems to be in the past, another day we wave goodbye, say I love you now and then, live your life, try to do well and come home, turn into it all again. by the sun there's nothing that they could have done they were smiling and having fun at the traps in front of a smoking gun we dream of a guy in worldwide concepts we're worrying to some film not on our front step is that so much to ask how long is it gonna last we're so stuck with that rotten reality one of our green and brutality tomorrow's not for sure it's always on my mind when i open my door Side politics, we need to focus, fight as one, so we don't have to fear the smoking gun. We dream of a guy in world hard concepts, or works this on film, not on our front step. Is that so much to ask? How long is it gonna last? We're still stuck with a rotten reality. What a flower, green and brutality. Tomorrow's not for sure. Somebody's on my mind when I open my door. We all Smoking gun 
Smoking Gun, the first song off her Smoke and Mirrors album, which has just come out. Yeah. Um, so I would love to get to the album part in a second, but first of all, let's get a little bit um, of information about you. So tell us a little bit about how you started, and um, I want to know a little bit about your first album as well and how you got to this point now. Yeah, so I grew up in Royalton, Vermont, which is about an hour away, central Vermont, and I've just been singing forever since I was seven years old is when I remember writing my first song. And like, I don't know how good that was. I don't remember the name of it, nothing. But I remember I was in a field in front of my house and I was like, I'm gonna remember this. I wrote my first song when I was seven because that's gonna be important someday. And so I started playing Suzuki piano after that. And that quickly kind of ended because I was like, I'm gonna be a rock star. So I started taking guitar lessons when I was 11 and uh, I just I, I wrote and produced and recorded my own stuff all throughout high school. And then I went to college on Staten Island, which is a little bit of a culture shock. Um, but I got used to it and ended up being a great four years. And I majored in arts administration there. And then I moved back home to good old Vermont. And I've been a full-time musician ever since. OK, yeah. so um, first album break came out uh, not too long ago. Right, yeah, that, it was it was a collection of my four years at school. I started writing it my freshman year, and then the last song on my album was, I finished it my senior year. And so it was kind of like a four-year project, and I, I didn't release it as one big album. I just kind of released singles as they came, and then at the end I was like, Here's my album, in case you haven't heard. Here are all the songs that I wrote over my four years here at Wagner College. Yeah. And I always ask this of artists that are coming here with their second album. What did you learn from that first album? Because I hear making that first album is such an important experience for any artist, yeah. of course. Uh, not just because it's the first thing they, they, they can really show is their work, right. aside from like singles. Uh, but the the knowledge they get through recording and and the mistakes you make always influence, or I've heard they influence that second album. So what did you learn in that first album that, that then changed your music or changed the way you create your second album? Right, well, so with, like I said, I recorded throughout high school and I, I did it all myself on GarageBand on my Mac. And then when I started doing my album, I had kind of a good idea of how it worked. and. So I was able to experiment a lot and do different things, but it really wasn't properly mastered or mixed. And so with this album, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make sure I do this one right. I'm gonna mix it and master it this time. I'm gonna have someone help me if I can't figure it out myself. Um, and I ended up um, recording it. It was, it was a, um, I, I worked on it as well as um, another engineer in, Thetford, Vermont. His name's Ed Eastridge, and he's just a really great guy, and he helped me learn a whole new software program, and so I was able to do a lot of it myself, um, but he helped me out a lot, and it ended up sounding a, a lot better, I think, than my first one. 
Um, and what what lessons do you think you'll take from that second one that you, I'm assuming you're going to do a third album at some point? I haven't even thought about it yet, thought but about absolutely. It. <laughs> Is there anything that you, you did this time around? You're like, actually, when I get into the uh, studio again, I'm going to do this differently next time. Um, yeah, a little bit. Especially, I mean, not so much with my writing or... Um, things I did or didn't do musically on the album, but a big thing is I did notice that there are maybe like 5,000 albums called Smoke and Mirrors out there. I just saw one drop today called Smoke and Mirrors by someone else. So now I'm going to be more aware of that, and I'm going to make the most obscure album <laughs> title ever. <laughs> well, that actually uh, fits in uh, very well with, with what I noticed. You've got a very slick website. Uh, you've got some great uh, great pieces already written about you. you. You seem very organized in terms of getting it onto all the right uh, platforms. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this kind of marketing push that you've driven. Uh, how, how has that kind of come about? Is that going to be an organic thing or has that been really intentional for you? Um, I've, just, I've always been a kind of a creative person and I've always done everything myself, um, especially if I'm told that I need someone to do something for me and then I reach out to them and they don't want to help. I've had that a couple of times and I'm like, fine, I can do it myself. I don't need you. And, and so I've just, ever since I've done it all myself and I've really enjoyed doing it too. It's artistic. It's, there's no stress really involved in it. It might take some time and energy, but I love doing what I do. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the music itself. Um, you've been described as a less neurotic Alanis Morissette. <laughs> um, yeah. you, you very much have kind of like inward looking um, lyrics. Uh, how is it for you to write a song? What, what are the things that you focus on? Well, it's different with every song. Um, sometimes I'll start on the guitar and I'll come up with a melody that I really like and then try to come up with lyrics that fit. Um, other times I'll write lyrics down on my phone and I'll find them a year later and I'm like, hey, this is really good. I should revisit it. And um, actually on this album, I did a lot of both of that. Um, the last song I just played, I had the melody for a year before I came up with the lyrics for it because it, it needed, it, it, it's kind of a dark melody and it was, it needed the right lyrics. And so I scrapped a bunch um, and I, f I finally wrote, I found that on my phone from when I wrote about, I think it was the Paris shootings a while ago. And I was like, ah, that's perfect. That'll fit with the melody. So it's always different. And the same way you're disciplined with your, your own personal marketing, you're very disciplined with the way that you write. Is it is it something that you're doing every day or you got a set time to do it? Or is it, as you said, kind of randomly in the supermarket? Very random. Throw out your phone? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And... For me, I've, a lot of people force themselves to sit down and write, but I've never been that way. Like if, it, if it's organic, it's organic. If, if I don't end up writing, I'm not writing. And that's just how it has worked for me. Do you, do you find you do this on a daily basis, or do you give yourself a break sometimes? Uh, maybe, maybe once a year or so. I'll take <laughs> a couple weeks off and maybe go on vacation. Um, but I do this a lot of the time. Since it's my full-time job, I kind of I have to. <laughs> but I would much rather do that than sitting at a desk nine to five. So Yeah, trust me, that's, that's, that's <laughs> no bueno. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song. What have you got for us? All right. Um, I think I'm going to play a song called Cliché. And the meaning behind it is 
Uh, I have an old acquaintance of mine from um, from close to home who has recently made it kind of big. And so this is about how I really feel about that. <laughs> Nice, you are the only kids there. Played for free, took in every blank stare. We had the dream, we both had the drive. Each drum we played made us more alive. I'm very curious. Does the the person in question know that you wrote a song about them? No, no, no. <laughs> no I don't they, think so. Anyway. Never casually slipped that one into their DMs <laughs> or something. Yeah, right. No. Um, 
So, um, unfortunately, my, 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 my laptop has died halfway through this, uh, through this recording. So freestyle. we're going to have to freestyle this one from now on. But I did, just before it did die, I did notice that you came runner-up in the Seven Daisies. Yeah. Now, Cat Wright seemed to be the winner this year. With, I mean, she's a fantastic artist. Yes. Um, but just to get into the finalists must have been massive. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I tried to get a lot of people to vote for me. And <laughs> I don't know how many people did, but I guess it was enough to become a finalist and um that's yeah awesome i mean it's i hate contests kind of i mean contests are tough because everyone's so great and it's hard to compare people music is very subjective and Mm. and it's all great and so there should be a award for all of us you know but um i'm definitely happy to be on the list and to have people vote for me was was awesome yeah, did you get to perform at the Seven Daisies at all? Was uh nope, no, nope. none of that. Actually, I couldn't even go to the party this year because I had vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're nominated and you didn't turn up to the award show. That's uh yeah. I mean, I went last badass. year, the year before though, and okay. it was a lot of fun. So were you Maybe on the year. were you on the shortlist last year as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So do you know if you're moving up the ranks? Is it? I have no idea. Something? I mean, I hope so. You should. Yeah. Maybe. Get, Ask, ask someone in the seven seven days. Yeah, if they how can, many numbers do I right? get? Yeah, how many votes? <laughs> how many do I need? Yeah, ma- maybe next year you could rig it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so after your first album break, um, you did a five-state tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just had a look on your s- website and you've got uh, a million and one dates coming up. <laughs> are you... Do you are you find yourself you're in a constant state of uh, getting in the car and driving to the next next town over to, yep. to perform? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and so, in which case, where are your favorite places to play and uh, inside Vermont, and where are your favorite states or cities to play outside Vermont? Um, well, first of all, places that I love to play are obviously music venues where people are there to listen to the music. Um, I feel like we don't have very many of those. Um, so if, if anyone's a business owner and wants to like make a music venue, that would be great. Um, no, but those are always great because people are listening and I can talk about my songs, my original songs. Um, but then I also play at a lot of breweries. As, as you know, we have a lot of breweries mm. in Vermont and the people are always very kind and everyone who comes are just like, music and beer go hand in hand, I feel like. Um, so that those are always fun to play. Um, and then there are restaurants, which are, you know, hit or miss, mm-hmm. hit or miss. Um, but I'm grateful for all, all the gigs that I have. And, yeah, I'm definitely very busy. Yeah, I, I played at Manhattan's last night and then booked at home. And then today came back, and now I'm here, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, so uh, around all the time. And have you, have you got any plans to, to expand out the Northeast? Are you, you going to do, do a nationwide tour or an East Coast tour at any point? Yes, yes. I'm definitely hoping um, early 2020, summer 2020, I want to do a big Northeast tour, maybe even further out than that. We'll see what I can get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to be too ambitious, Um, but I definitely want to explore other states. Um, My tour that you mentioned after my first album was a lot of fun. It was a brewery tour, a New England brewery tour. Um, so I went to different states and played in different breweries, and it was an eye-opening experience. I was sick for most of it, which was horrible. Mm. It, it was so rough whenever I get sick. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and it definitely makes me want to get out and tour again. So looking forward to it. 
And, um, well, growing up in, you know, rural-ish Vermont, and um, uh, how much did that that kind of setting influence your songs? Um, And growing up in a liberal state like Mm -hmm. Vermont, did that that also have an effect? Is is there kind of like a a duality there between kind of a rural slash liberal uh, Um, mindset? I get what you're saying, but actually I don't think that it has affected my songwriting as much because... I tend to write about things, not on purpose, but um, that's very relatable, no matter where you live or what you might say you are politically. Um, This album, I get a little bit deeper um, into things that are happening in the world. I try to stay away from making it too political, but more just about inclusion and love. Um, But... um, being from a rural state, uh, I'd say I still wrote some songs about the city, even if I meant the city was Burlington. Um, but yeah, not not too big influence on like the country scene or anything like that. Any and and you you you're still in Royalton, right? Yep. Um, any plans to move to Burlington or or Possibly. even go to like L.A. or or New York? Anything's possible. And at a lot of my gigs, um, people will come up to me and say, "Have you thought about Nashville? Have you thought mm. about moving to L.A. or New York?" And for me, it's like if if there's a reason for me to go there, if someone wants me to go out there to record an album, yeah, absolutely. But I don't really want to go out there blind. Mm-hmm. I I kind of. I don't know. Maybe that's what's holding me back a little bit. I'm not sure. But I kind of want to grow a following here first and um, have people really listen to my music and then hopefully broaden out from there. Yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah. Um, and let's finally talk some influences. So I'm I'm definitely hearing like some 90s kind of like rock, indie, pop kind of style. Um, wh- what do you listen to in order to get those creative juices going? I listen to so much music. It's really hard. Um, I, like Influences are tough because I've always just picked up a guitar and done whatever sounds good to me. And I've, I grew up listening to Britney Spears, you know, and then, you know, Christina Aguilera, all the poppy stuff. Um, but then there was also Alanis and there was, I'm into ska. I listened to... 50s bop because my dad's older so around the house I'd listen to that my mom's a folky and so I listen to folk music it's just I love everything and so influences I guess there are some um subliminal um influences but nothing that I that I really think about when I write so okay yeah well we got about time for one more song um would you like to introduce it and tell us a little bit about it and uh, then take it away yeah So we were just talking about Vermont and living in Vermont. And so I wrote this song last March, January, February, March. It it was, you know, the the dead of winter. And I wasn't really happy. There wasn't much inspiration happening for writing. But I was able to pick up on the fact that I hate that time of year. And so that's what this song is about. And it's called Paradise Reality. Cause that's how we do That's how we do Just 
skin is dry, my hair flat, I don't like that. Go upstairs to check the thermostat. Is this my life? Living high, and the sun's not shining bright. Is this my life? Lucky me, it's my Snoring, turn my head and see outside it's storming. It's mid January. You're telling me that all was a dream. It all was a dream. My skin is dry, my hair flat. I don't like that. I go downstairs to check the thermostat. Do a cup of toast, see it's ten below. Power goes, get back into bed, wake you up with my frozen toes. Is this my Thank you so much for coming in. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime, anytime. And uh, yeah, good luck with it all. And uh, have fun on the rest of your, uh, well, continuing tour. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And if you want to, you can come out to Higher Ground on November 6th. I'll be playing with my full band for the first time ever. So one night event. Don't miss it. All right. And um, before I let you go, uh, plug away any Instagrams or Facebooks or Twitters or oh, websites. Will I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, on Facebook, you can check me out at Ali T Entertainment. That's Ali T A L I capital T. My real name is Allison Turner. So if that clears things <laughs> up a little bit, Ali T. Um, and on Instagram, I am Ali Cat Kitty Cat. That's A L I Cat Kitty Cat because I love cats. So check me out there as well. And um, you can go to my website, sheisallyt.com, and you can listen to my album, and you can see where I'll be next. All right. Wonderful. Well, big thank you to you, and a big thank you to Death for coming on as well. Um, this has been 105.9 The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor. Good night. Good night.